The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tech Cat Show. We are recording this week in Las Vegas at the Consumer Electronics Show, which is one of the biggest technology trend show out there and uh, seeing a lot of old friends, including today's guest, the fabulous Chris Pizarro from Canoe Ventures. And we're going to get into everything there is to know about advanced advertising technologies in the broadcast space, as Canoe Ventures is one of those companies that is really digging in hard. So let's have a big tech cat welcome for Chris Pizarro. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Laurie. Great to be here. So, Chris, tell us all about your world, because Chris and I have known each other a long time, but um, he has been deeply involved with ad tech on the broadcast side and working with all the cable networks, or what we often call MSOs, and I know there are many other names now um, for the the cable operators, but you really have been um, at the forefront of figuring out national advertising and broadcast leveraging uh, the latest technology. So give us a, a sense of your background. Sure. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's been 30 years just about at this point, and I did have hair when I started, <laughs> and I've lost many of it along the way, Lori. Uh, but I, I did. I came into, came into this entertainment business uh, actually on the creative side, on the video and graphics production and uh, right away, started finding work there with, uh, uh, at the time, what were new burgeoning uh, cable networks, right, way back in the day. And these were folks who needed help with video production and graphic production and sales and all sorts of things. So just sort of founded a niche group out of the gate. And as they grew, my career grew. And as they had more sales needs, uh, so did my career. And as they had deeper technology ad needs, so did my career. So it's really been uh, parallel as growing up sort of as the cable industry has, uh, has grown up. And most of that was a stint of 13 years at Turner Broadcasting. And as I like to say to folks, I was at Turner when there was the Big AOL merger and the big un-AOL merger <laughs> That's during, right. during that time, right? Um, and, and, and a few other things. So, uh, and, and there I, I did things in terms of launching broadcast, uh, like you mentioned, broadcast networks and all the ad technology that goes along with that. Um, then came along broadband sites, right? Brand new things that were going to uh, be video on the internet. What a what a crazy new concept that was a whole bunch of years ago, and uh, all of the ads that that came along with that. And uh, along the way, too, stumbled into something with our cable operators called video on demand. And I had a little notion way back in the day that uh, wouldn't it be cool to swap an ad in and out of video on demand on a cable system? Um, so if you sort of hold that thought for a minute. Um, so when I left Turner, uh, uh, worked with you and others on the on the agency side in terms of uh, buying and selling a video media, and did that for a few years. And uh, my own company called uh, Leap with a with a few others, and uh, that consulting work led me back over on the cable side to back to video on demand, and that's where I met the folks at at Canoe Ventures and. Uh, the canoe guys were simultaneously having a crazy idea of putting ads into cable video on demand. And uh, lo and behold, it's now been uh, been five years at Canoe. 
and really now um, uh, finding our stride in terms of uh, video on demand. And it sounds like it all happened at once, but the truth is that this has happened over over years as this industry was developing. And when we talk about this whole world of you know, advertising and broadcast um, content and being able to swap out ads in a cable environment, it was really like the dream deferred for the longest time because as internet got launched, we all got used to, you know, the digital channels and being able to do anything you want and targeting an ad to a user's desktop. But that was really not something that even though cable's been around much longer, we just haven't been able to get to. And so the revolution that you're really driving right now is the ability to take that cool digital technology, but apply it at massive scale in a broadcast environment. Is that a good way of sort of boiling it down? It's a, it's a great way to boil it down. And it you know, folks have spoken about, you know, what, one of the buzzwords along the way years ago was convergence, right? That was people threw that one out there a whole bunch of times. And I, I don't think they really knew what it meant at the time. And we really are in the middle of it now where, yes, there's digital ad sales systems that are starting to act like linear ad sales systems and linear ad sales systems that are starting to act like digital ad sales systems. And I, I, I sit in the room sometimes and you realize one group is, is talking English, the other group is talking German, and the, uh, the, the concept or the real solution is, is in French, Right, and I, I make that up figuratively, right? Not everyone's not speaking the languages, <laughs> um, but just in terms of hearing each other, right? They they are each bringing uh, their own uh, success and their own failures to the table, and uh, you know we we really are seeing now where it's exactly that of folks are taking the best of digital and bringing it over to the linear side, and the traditional linear TV still has mass reach to it and great programming that's tried and true and great brands. Uh, so we really are seeing some very interesting um, uh, the trends that are, that are happening in the marketplace. And the, um, the thing that um, blows everybody's minds away about all of this, too, is that it used to be, and it's not so much more, but the people that were buying all of this, you know, the advertising agency people who were working in digital and working in broadcast had completely separate budgets and lived in completely different offices and kind of didn't really like each other. <laughs> right. Very true. <laughs> so that when you're trying to bridge these two worlds as, as a sales guy and also as an industry advocate, you're almost bringing two sides of the industry together that don't really want to come together. Uh, absolutely true. And you, you find that in, in both sides, uh, meaning on the programmer side, so on the folks selling the industry for years, there was exactly that. There was, oh, I'm the TV guy, and oh, I'm the digital guy. And then on the buying side, you had the same thing of, oh, well, I'm the linear agency, and I'm the digital agency. And uh, folks just exactly did not did not want to talk to each other, did not know each other, and wanted to keep the world separate. And I really think along the way, um, as you mentioned before, you know, digital uh, uh, taking over sort of people's lives, and that is the, uh, the clients started to say, hey, wait a minute, there's no difference, <laughs> right? right? I hire you and I hire you. I think it's the brand and I think it's the CMOs and it's the smart clients who started to say, hey, wait a minute, uh, well, this is all video. This is all my ad playing, my digital ad and video ad playing out. Um, I really don't care what your structure is. You guys need to get over it. You need to work together and you need to work in my best interest. And um, now you started to see both on the seller programmer side and on the agency buying side, uh, uh, the, these groups talking together uh, too which boils all down to uh, my world, and that is, therefore, the ad tech stack all needs to work together, too. Um, so we're certainly not there yet. Um, there's certainly still 
uh, uh, work that needs to be done and in, in making everything efficient, uh, you know, on the ad stack, on the programmer side, on the agency side. Uh, but but I think there's a I think there's a clear understanding that this is the world. This is the way it is. There's no going back. Um, and now people are just looking uh, for the for the efficiencies in it all. And do you think also that? Um you know, broadcast media buyers now, are they the only ones that have the right budget? Because that was still the issue that came up for a lot of folks in this crazy space was that you wanted to go and sell, you know, interactive advertising and the only folks that could afford it were the broadcast media folks. Even though the digital folks wanted to do what you were talking about they didn't have those budgets. Has that changed too? You, you, I have seen the uh, TV buyer come much more around, uh, specifically in my world of VOD, where maybe three years ago, a good percentage, majority of the buying was being done on a small scale by the digital video buyers. And you saw in uh, this, the 2015 upfront, which is now playing out in the fourth quarter uh, that just happened. Uh, uh, all of a majority of that inventory was bought by the TV buyer, and already indication uh, for this year's 2016 upfront is more of that. You've seen more of the TV buyer say, "Wait a minute, this VOD in, uh, in inventory. I know it's on demand. I know it acts a lot like digital video." But it's on a TV set. This is this is my jurisdiction. This is my budget. Uh, I need to understand this space, and I I I should be the one executing. Well, we're going to take a break in a minute. But when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about what are some of these you know VOD behaviors and TV watching behaviors. Because really, when it comes down to it. You know, you hear all these rumors that TV is dead, and the folks listening to to this broadcast who are brands and advertisers and even tech folks who are trying to understand how do I reach that consumer, you know, is broadcast television now with this interactive capability, is it the place I should be? And what's really going on with with how folks are are consuming um, all of this great great content? Because I'm certainly still watching regular television, although I would say I'm a little older than the people um, that people care about. <laughs> Only actually, not in my heart. But when all we right. come back with Chris Bizarro at Canoe Ventures, we're going to get more into what's actually going on there with consumption behaviors in television. And then what are these tech platforms, these ad tech platforms doing to, to map up to that? More with the Tech Cat and Chris Pizarro in a moment. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it and profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. There are two types of leaders in business. Those who are nice, compassionate people. And frankly, they are the people who fail to get a lot done. Then there are those who can get everything done and so much more. But they are greedy, unethical, and self-centered. The Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks finds a way to use the best of both types of leaders to help you create a dynamic roadmap to success. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. 
Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. Hi, welcome back to the Tech Cat Show, and we're here with the fabulous Chris Pizarro from Canoe Ventures. And Chris is an expert in advanced advertising technologies for broadcast television, and we've been learning all about you know, what is really happening in that space? What technologies are available to create almost a on-demand advertising now that goes along with any VOD you're watching and also receiving ads in a broadcast environment that are really relevant to you? So my question to you is, are you seeing any other trends happening in our space, in our world right now that are really going to impact how people watch television and therefore how advertisers reach them? Um. One trend I see, Laurie, is on the the back end, and it's not really all that um, consumer uh, facing in terms of them knowing about it. But that's the consolidation that's going on in the ad tech industry right now, where you have uh, the the studios themselves realizing that they can perhaps go direct to the consumer in ways they never did before. So they're buying up companies and, and getting into the, uh, into the ad stack game. You have um, uh, the, the programmers, just like you mentioned before, with CBS All Access. There, too, they're saying, wow, maybe there's other ways for me to reach the consumer beyond broadcast or beyond cable and do that directly. So you have a, a whole host of folks that the technology has opened up them to question new business models. And what's happened is a whole bunch of companies are getting uh, bought up where you have folks like a Visible World and, and Freewheel uh, who were in the ad tech space that Comcast bought them up in 2015. You have a company called Clearleap um, and, and an unlikely character in IBM came into the space and they are they're buying up media ad tech companies IBM is they've assembled about three or four over the past year into their stack um, Syntech media bought up uh, uh, broad Broadway systems and uh, you even have uh, folks like Black Arrow who are in the VOD space and uh, cross media works bought them up so there's a, a real uh, consolidation going on in the industry, what that eventually should be is that uh, things get more efficient. The consumer does get to keep this choice that they have because right now they've gotten used to this choice, but it's really expensive for the programmers, for the studios to uh, maintain this. It's a, it's It's fun for the consumer to say, Hey, I can get this program in eight different places. But that's all the people on the back end needing to create that content and, and put it in those eight places instead of just one. And that's really expensive to do. So you have all of these companies saying, okay, this is the new world. This is the way it's going to be. Uh, but I need to buy up companies and I need to shore up my ad stack that I can do this on a consistent basis at scale going forward and do it efficiently because right now there's a lot of folks losing a lot of money in this on-demand world uh, until they can figure out a way to do it more efficiently. Right. You've, you've got to operationalize all this madness or else you're like sending the same piece of content on five different tech platforms. And it's kind of what all the ad buyers are going through right now in the online space with all these different trading desks. Um, I don't, I don't know how they keep track of it all. It's, it's maddening. Um, but so uh, a question for you then is, you know, do you see then all of this actually really consolidating and, and when it does, what role will canoe ventures play when all these different uh, cable networks have consolidated their, their media tech? Will, will canoe still be, a needed entity because Canoe Ventures conceptually is made up of all the cable networks, right? 
Uh, yes, we are owned by, uh, we're actually owned by the four uh, major cable operators, but we service all of the programmers. So we really do sit in the middle. And you're absolutely right. The, the, the more efficiency that comes is the more that there's less need for a company like Canoe that is all about uh, uh, making it more stable and efficient for everyone in the ecosystem. But here is, here's where the value will, will always come in. And uh, that is you can technology, technology yourself to, to death, but there will always be a place uh, for quality control. There will always be a place for customer service. If you go back to, if you remember when the uh, big box furniture stores came onto the scene and there was you know, Home Depot and they said, oh, you know, you don't, you no longer need the, the small hardware store and the customer service and the quality and the guy that knows what he's, what he's doing. You can just come to our big box store and you can buy your refrigerator and you walk out. Well, that lasted a number of years and then they all started to realize that they needed the experts. They needed the quality control. And now you walk into a Home Depot and there's the paint expert and there's the hardware expert and they're all there ready to help you. I see that same sort of phenomenon help coming to uh, this space is that the more we make it efficient on the things that should be efficient, um, they're still going to need a place for quality control and monitoring um, let alone a whole new industry called uh, the data and the data flow that's around it and the analytics around that data. Um, so I think as we become more efficient in the areas we can become more efficient with, it does uh, keep the door open for uh, the, the quality and the analytics uh, side of the business. So there'll always be someone sort of managing this and keeping it under control, which is good to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's well, yeah. That, that's and we we've seen that, right? We've never we've never been uh, uh, afraid of of uh, automating some processes, right? If, if if something should be automated, it will be. Someone will come along and automate it. And uh, but we do find that our phone still rings every day for for something that has to do with you know, something that still needs to be done by by a human being. So we're at the Consumer Electronics Show this week, and um, there's all sorts of announcements and launches going on. And I know that there was some great data that um, you guys um, were waiting this week to announce. Is there anything that you can share with the audience? Yeah, we're, we're really excited in terms of the, the volume of work. We um, usually don't publish our yearly numbers for a few weeks into the new year, but we did feel compelled uh, working with you, Lori, to, to get them out uh, during CES. And uh, we're very happy to say that we've done over 10 billion ad insertions. Oh, my God. In 2015, <laughs> uh, which is leaps and bounds over the 6 billion that we did in uh, 2014. So, and that just speaks to, well, back to the consumer. That's just the consumer watching more programs on demand. That's more programmers out there selling that ad inventory. That's more agencies and brands putting campaigns on there. It's just more and more of the, the evolution of TV viewing. And uh, so we're real proud of that uh, over 10 billion uh, number that we're announcing here this week. Um, and, and that's generated – when it comes down to what I was talking about before, is is you know, it's all it's 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 about the money. It's- that ten billion number translates into three hundred million dollars of revenue for the national programmers. So that starts to become um, a real business, and that's three hundred million that was zero three or four years ago. Wow. So that's a real exciting uh, trend that we see. Some more things uh, in the numbers that we're releasing is to give people some insights in terms of where are those numbers happening. So, for instance, most of the viewing in VOD happens where it was in linear TV, uh, meaning Saturdays and Sundays, where people have some more leisure time to sit back and perhaps watch a movie that they didn't get to watch during the week. So VOD viewing 
is uh, mainly on Saturdays and Sundays. The majority of the ads that happen uh, in 2015 continued to be a trend that we saw in 2013 and 2014, and that is the uh, during the program. So mainly one ad will play at the beginning of a program, and then the majority of ads happen during the program, and then usually there's one post roll at the end, and then uh, you're done, which you know, makes sense. Uh, but there was a school of thought for a while of people saying, wow, maybe I should put you know, eight, eight ads up front, and then the consumer's done with it, and then they get the show for free. And that's just not the way it has played out is the data that we're releasing shows that, no, it's it's actually a good about four ads in each break is the average uh, that we see. Uh, the other trend that we'll be uh, talking about here at CES is uh, that the fourth quarter continues to be the big viewing season. Again, paralleling what has happened in linear TV for years. Oh, uh, the majority crazy. of viewing happens in, in the, the fourth quarter. In the holiday holiday season. Well, we have to take a break. When we come back, we'll get some more of the uh, exciting factoids that um, you're announcing this week at the Consumer Electronics Show. And uh, maybe just some insight from you about um, some of the um, trends in tech that you personally are exploring. And when we come back with Chris Pizarro from Canoe Ventures and the Tech Cat. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, Where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. Hi, everybody, and we're back on the Tech Cat Show with the fabulous Chris Pizarro from Canoe Ventures. And Chris is an expert in advanced advertising in broadcast television, and Canoe Ventures is really responsible uh, for really driving the possibility of national advertising and interactive advertising um, in the in the world of broadcast television, and so I was just asking Chris, what's going on with consumer behaviors? Like, are they watching broadcast television? Are people using that on-demand capability on their set-top box? So people are absolutely watching television, no doubt about that. Um, you are clearly seeing the continuing shift of what TV is. Uh, There is that balance of now what is uh, linear TV as what folks know as as TV. Uh, But in the case of Canoe, where we power ads into cable video on demand, 
Um, and that has become just as much as, as people's TV experience as the DVR became 10 years ago. So now if you look at any Nielsen report in terms of what a ad rating is, that report will include linear TV, will include uh, VOD, uh, some VOD viewing for the first three days, will include DVR viewing. And now more and more where you have your uh, connected TVs like your Roku's um, and certainly uh, your Apple TV. So, I, Laurie, it's, it's really a case of just like years ago in entertainment when you know, silent movies became talkies and black and white TV became color. Um, I think we're seeing that same sort of transition as TV is TV. We're just seeing an evolution of, uh, of what that means. And it's, for me, very exciting to, to be uh, in the, the middle of that. And I, I always um, tell our crew uh, out in Denver, our technology crew, of oh, you guys are in on the cutting edge and right in the thick of history being made. Same thing as that, like I said, that shift from silent movies to talkies or black and white to color. Um, you know, you all are, are in the middle of uh, this shift of, of TV um, so TV certainly isn't dead. I mean, there was just something that came out a few weeks ago that made reference to there was more scripted TV programming that was released in uh, 2015 than was a high watermark than any other year previous. Yeah, so, I, know, I know that just from trying to keep up with it all. <laughs> Um, as a trendmeister, you know, I have to have a sense of what's happening culturally. And so I just have to know what the different shows are about, even if I'm not watching the whole series. And it's been really hard, hard for me to keep up. But what are some of the wackier behaviors? Because I remember a couple years ago, looking at Rentrack, which was one of the reporting companies that was really reporting on the VOD behaviors. And I remember they were seeing a lot of like, midnight watching of movies and obviously porn is always something that pops up in those reports but just in terms of now that all this is further developed you know are you seeing any really interesting sort of general behaviors arise from how people are watching television yeah in the early days of cable vod the main trend was kid viewing it was a lot of the babysitter where uh, whoever a parent was in the house and would plop the kid down on the TV and but play a kid show. And so things like Nickelodeon and, and Cartoon Network drove a lot of the early viewing. And then uh, fast forward a few years now and the uh, programmers, uh, the, the networks have cut more deals with the cable operators to put more of their primetime programs. Um, so now when you uh, go to video on demand, you have things like Scandal on ABC and Quantico and uh, great shows from NBC and Fox. And um, so w- when they put that program on there and started to promote it, the consumer found it and started watching it. So now the category of primetime TV, uh, whatever that may be, but primetime TV is what a lot of the folders are called on the cable VOD system, that now has the majority of the viewing and has surpassed um, the kids' viewing. So really interesting trend. And because of the work that Canoe has done, and that is allowing the uh, national programmers to monetize those programs they're putting on VOD via advertising, um, they are now uh, putting more promotion behind it. So now it just starts feeding itself. So if you, if you look on any given uh, TV network now, when they're promoting a program, they will say, uh, find it Tuesday night at 8 or on VOD uh, or on their, perhaps their app. So they're actively promoting VOD, and that's because now they can, they can monetize it with advertising. 
Now, is the consumer then kind of paying twice? Because am I paying to watch VOD and then I'm also watching an ad, or are they giving the VOD away? They are giving the VOD away free with your cable subscription, and that's what's real interesting when you ask a consumer, are they getting it for free? They absolutely they say yes. It's free video on demand, and that's interesting because they're still paying their cable company $150, $200 a month for the cable subscription package, but they don't view that as directly paying for the VOD service because there is no upcharge for it, and that's why the category when it has advertising is is classified as free VOD as opposed to subscription VOD, and that is when you pay for, say, HBO. If you want to get the HBO... Uh, Go or whatever it oh, is. Yeah. yeah, I think it's called Go. You're going to pay another four ninety nine for that, for the, for the VOD subscription. Um, so the, the, the consumer views it as free, and there's advertising in there. So now the real balance comes on what level of advertising, how many ads in any break is going to be too little or too much. And that's a real trend we work with all our programmers on um, on, on a monthly basis of trying to find that right balance. Because in you know, for VOD, they can, the equivalent of turning the channel uh, is just getting out of the program. So they need to be real careful about um, what is the right ad load. So interesting when you think about, too, so what's happening with CBS All Access and then NBC's, what's it called, So SoSeam? So, right, yeah, the comedy. The uh, comedy portal, which will be a separate cost, but that'll be digital. So it's on demand, but it's on, you know, access through... Uh, digital channels and it's but it's on demand right but then again it's stuff that I can't see anywhere else because for me if you're gonna launch a new Star Trek series I'm gonna watch it and you're not gonna stop me (laughs) so I'm gonna be driven to pay those micro payments uh, because they're kind of forcing me to do that which, you know, I, sometimes I wonder, is it completely ethical in some ways to, to make me now pay for cable and this special CBS Access thing so I can not only watch the regular stuff, but I can also get the special shows? Well, you did that for years with HBO or Showtime. Right? I mean, HBO set the model of I am going to go out of my way and spend a lot of money to give the creatives creative freedom that they can go out and and make fantastic programs that people will pay $9.99 or $12.99 a month for. So while everything is new and there's certainly new distribution channels and new players and new programs, the consumer choice is still a lot of the same. It's I'm either going to make that trade-off of watch something for free – and, and I know what that trade-off is of watching ads, or it has so much value to me that I do want to pay a certain amount and watch it without ads. So it's a, a lot of more of the same. Uh, it's just that now there's so many more choices and so many more platforms, and it's, it's just gotten very complex for, for everyone. Well, we have to take a break, but when we come back, I want to talk to you also about trends that you're seeing across the board um, in advertising in this space and, you know, anything that you think will ultimately, you know, impact where the technology is going to go. So we're going to be back in a moment with Chris Bizarro from Canoe Ventures getting into more detail about the future of ad tech in broadcast television and, uh, and what consumers are really doing when they watch TV. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. 
The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Does your business, like many, face obstacles to becoming successful? Would you love to have an open forum of entrepreneurial ideas and best practices brought to you each week? Tune in for The Second Stage with hosts Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick. We'll spotlight entrepreneurs and growing companies that are creating a vibrant economic base, as well as addressing some of the obstacles that could be standing in the way of your success. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. And we're back with Chris Pizarro from Canoe Ventures. And Chris was just filling us in on some exciting research and factoids that they are sharing with the world here at the Consumer Electronics Show. Um, some really interesting data points about how people are consuming media. And you were just telling us that Q4 in parallel to previous years is, is where all um, a lot of viewing happens, the highest numbers in viewing. Now, where can people um, read more about all of your research? We will have posted up on our canoeventures.com site, uh, right on the homepage, you'll see a download for the 2015 year-end number report, and that's a free report that has all this information in it. And uh, I believe they will also uh, log on to uh, your site at uh, storytech.com or on CES should, uh, should have a posting as well. That's right. All of the sites, uh, the Consumer Electronics Show's mobile app will have the report um, towards the end of this week, and uh, Storytech will as well. And obviously, Canoe Ventures is a great place to go for more research. Now, just swinging it back to you, I always like to ask my guests, um, you know, what, what's going on in their home with some of these new technology trends and devices. So how are you at home? How are the Pizarros watching television? Do you have an Apple TV? Are you a Roku family? Are you traditional cable set-top boxes how are you uh how are you digging in yeah uh, uh well we're it's still linear sports um and high profile programming right live programming that a lot of folks are on linear um do more and more watch on uh, vod because i feel obligated <laughs> but, uh, you want to generate the data <laughs> i want to generate the data but but also uh apple tv is is an amazing product and the the new version that came out uh really did improve um it it, it is just amazing to uh to get a stream and and watch how far streaming has come right Lori, you know you and i years ago when we were doing this and it it'd be choppy and it'd be pixelated and it'd be buffering and a whole bunch of things. And the whole back end, and, and still that plays on the, the cable broadband infrastructure. Um, but I, lo- I love that new Apple TV. And, you know, so much of what we're seeing on the show floor this week is all about discovery and voice activation and that the ability to just talk into your remote control and tell the Apple TV what you want to see. Um, and I've started also complaining to it about what my husband likes to watch. Now, it doesn't respond to that. <laughs> not yet. Not yet anyway, but I'm sure give it some time. Um, so uh, and, 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 and it has allowed me to discover some new content. We uh, found uh, Crackle and Sony's Crackle that was on Apple TV and some great programming um, that was there from uh, Jerry Seinfeld show. To oh, their yeah, that's show. a breakout. That's a breakout hit that drove people to that platform that, um, what is it called, Coffee and Cars? Yeah, Comedians and Comedians Cars. Comedians and Cars, coffee, right. Um, so, uh, you know, that's that's just amazing. Again, I feel a little guilty watching an Apple TV. But <laughs> it, you, when it goes back to what we were talking about before, and that is that is a, a great piece of content that I will – find where I can get it. 
Um, in that case, I'm not quite sure if I would well, pay $4.99 for a subscription, but uh, it is a piece of content that I watched that, you know, crackle on Apple TV as opposed to watching something that was on linear at the time. So, um, it, you know, it all comes down to how, how easy it is for the consumer, whether they're watching ads, whether they're buying it. it it's all the balance, and it is all what is, what is the new reality of TV. Are your, are your kids consuming a lot of, you know, small snackable video on their mobile devices, as, as is the trend? Are you seeing your kids are almost a uh, internal research group? I find that my step-teenagers and my six-year-old, I'm studying them sometimes about how they watch things. Yeah, well, um, both my guys are grown and out of the house, so I, God only knows what they do. <laughs> I do. I do know um, one of my sons is at ESP, yeah, at ESPN, actually, and a, a producer there. So when when he's here visiting, um, he will have the game live on ESPN. He'll have the ESPN app on his uh, uh, laptop, watching you know something else there, and then also will have the uh, iPhone up, twittering, commenting on what's going on. So we, there, you, know, you definitely see that happening where all the numbers are saying, oh, TV viewing is up, TV viewing is up. And people go, well, how, how, how can that be? And, you know, a good percentage of it is that multitasking aspect of there's live and there's tweeting going on during it. And someone may, you know, have some other web surfing going on at the same time. It's all TV. I mean, that's the thing. It's all TV. Uh, now, where are you? What other industry shows are you making sure that you go to? I know you go to the Consumer Electronics Show. Do you go to uh, NAPD happening at the end of January and NAB as well? Uh, I do go to NAB. I do go to INTX, which is the traditional cable show. Uh, which is now, interesting enough, become the uh, internet and cable TV show. Ah. Um, so, it, uh, and that's that's going to be in Boston this week. Um, and uh, uh, you know, I I haven't gone in years, but I know a bunch of folks still uh, find value in in uh, you know that younger audience in South by Southwest. Um, so, uh, but CES is is surprisingly become a real great place to see the see the trends and uh, uh you know the, the work that story tech does and bring folks around uh, to really catch the highlights is uh is a great thing do you um do you envision going to some of the newer shows like um um, de, you know, de Mexico, and now what has become, become such a big advertiser hub, um, you know, um, in um, in Khan. Um, while I would love to go uh, to those places, and I, I often get invitations to come and speak in in London and and things of that nature, um, Canoe is very domestic focused and and domestic based, um, and certainly. While the the world is opening up uh, more international and the efficiencies we spoke about have to play out on a global scale, uh, my day in and day out is is very domestic. Um, so sorry, I'm I'm boring. I'm you're not going to see me in the south of France this year, Lori. <laughs> but you you raise a really good point that while Canoe is domestically focused, you are looking at global behaviors and everything has fingers. Everywhere else now, so there, there's you know shows now are are globally launched, um, so that must be impacting what you're doing to a certain extent. Well, uh, it, it it does because we we while we're domestically focused, we plug into or we have systems plug into us which are globally focused. So uh, we have an integration with a company called uh, Freewheel, uh, which I mentioned before, which is um, owned by Comcast. Now we have an integration. Uh, with a, a software called Dart for Publishers, which is uh, bought years ago by a little company called Google. And <laughs> um, uh, so both these platforms help programmers to book campaigns internationally if they want to. So, uh, you know, our clients, whether it's, a, whether it's a Disney or a Fox or an NBC, these are global companies. Um, so their software and freewheel or uh, Dart DFP 
um, allow them, if they need to, to be able to book campaigns, ad campaigns on a on an international scope. Um, so what happens is uh, they do that within those programs, and then for the VOD domestic part, they will pass uh, all that campaign information into the the Canoe system. So yeah, we, we you know we know exactly what our focus is. We know what we need to do, and that's very domestic focused. But yeah, you 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 can't lose sight, right? Whether you're a brand an agency or a programmer, you cannot lose fact that your efficiencies and in your ad stack uh, need to think and execute on a, on a global scale. Well, it has been a delightful and insightful pleasure to speak to you, Chris Brazaro from Canoe Ventures, the man who really knows everything about what's happening in the advanced ad tech space in broadcast media and now digital. So check out all the new data that's being released this week at the Consumer Electronics Show um, on Canoe Ventures site and also on the Consumer Electronics Show app if you happen to be in town and also on the Storytech site. And we love hearing from you. Are you tweeting or blogging or doing anything like that that folks can follow you, Chris? Uh, absolutely. My Twitter is uh, Chris Pizarro, P-I-Z-Z-U-R-R-O, and uh, very active. So uh, please follow me. So it's been great talking to you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great week. And Chris and I are going to go soak our feet because we walk a lot at this show. So um, have a great week. Take care, everybody. And we'll see you next week on the Tech Cat Show. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericabusiness.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network its staff and management